This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Fed Day, June 10th. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. Much has been said and speculated about today's FOMC meeting, and we have little to add to the broader discourse. It's a much bigger day for risk assets than it is for treasuries, given the comparable valuations at the moment. This isn't to suggest that there won't be feedback between the broader asset classes in the event that the Fed misses the mark. Rather, that given the proximity of stocks to the highs, the biggest vulnerabilities are outside of the U.S. rate space. Ten-year yields at 79 basis points represent a gradual shift back into the range which has been in place since March. While the post-NFP price action has assisted in expanding the upper bound of the range, it hasn't shifted the trading paradigm. Definable parameters within the rates complex will remain thematic throughout the second half, and any significant breakout will represent a buying opportunity. The attempt to breach 1% tens fell short, although with the overhead constraint now moved from 78 basis points to 95.5 basis points, our expectations for a slow and gradual expansion of the range to the upside remain intact. The degree to which today's Fed meeting will alter the economic or policy outlook is limited by an anticipated reluctance to announce any significant change to the present stance. Yield curve control and firmer forward guidance lost much of the urgency given the May employment report. After all, it's to the committee's benefit to delay rolling out these programs until the fourth quarter or later unless the realities of the real economy warrant it. This leaves the nuances of the FOMC statement, the forward projections, and the press conference to communicate a willingness to be more accommodative when needed. While throughout much of 2019, there was a tendency for the Fed to outdove even the already dovish expectations. Since the pandemic took hold, however, there's been a meaningful shift for the meetings themselves, primarily because the more significant policy actions have occurred off the meeting cycle. This follows intuitively, given the emergency nature of the policy response. Circling back to our initial observation, the domestic equity market might find less solace in the committee's emphasis on words over actions given the present macro backdrop, and as such, caution is warranted. This conforms well with the technical picture, as stochastics remain well into overbought territory and are primed for a correction at a minimum, an in-range consolidation to work off the extremes of the momentum profile. Adding further complexity to the outlook for risk assets is the reality that the pain trade remains toward further strength, as this is by far one of the least-loved stock rallies in memory. Short covering has given way to FOMO buying, and Powell offers the most meaningful test of this sentiment. The economic data, while conceptually meaningful as we judge the depths of the recession, is unlikely to trigger any durable price action. Inflation is expected to see downward pressure during the lockdown period, which will most likely linger as the labor force is re-engaged. 
Near-term disinflation followed by upward pressure on consumer prices has become consensus at this point, leaving the two primary unknowns as how far do core prices initially fall and when does the transition to upside risk ultimately occur. The process of gauging the former will benefit from today's core CPI print, which is expected to reveal an unchanged index level for May. A surprise positive figure will accelerate investors' expectations for the second stage, i.e. reflationary ambitions. This leaves our take on the Fed's Treasury market impact less contingent on the data and Powell's words per se, and unfortunately beholden to the response of domestic equity investors to the disappointment of words over actions. Our current skew is toward the downside risk in stocks for consolidation if nothing else, although this is simply a tactical trade, as the underlying rally which has brought the S&P 500 back above 3200 is difficult to fade. This holds true even as the fundamentals and the valuations have become stretched by any measure. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Stay safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. 
To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.